0: The greatest thing to me that I love is uh, hearing the way that you honor the artists that you have on. Stories make the world go round. They capture our minds, pull at our hearts, and inspire change, growth, and development.
1: It's just your genuine human appreciation on a deep, like soul level
0: for what artists do. This your podcast is really dope. I'm your host, Cello, and welcome to Bedroom Beethoven's. The podcast where we discover some of the preeminent music producers and entertainers of our time, and I turn them into storytellers. What's up? This is J Rock, and I'm right here. I'm chilling on the bedroom Beethoven's podcast. That's what it is. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Welcome, people of Earth. It's episode 183 of the podcast. Follow me as I head to Cush Factory Studios in Hollywood, California my guest this week is
1: what's going on guys is your boy ricky p the one and only the man in the mirror can't even clone me I'm part of taylor gang i'm an engineer producer out of pittsburgh pa uh most notably work with Wiz, Lil uzi travis scott uh, rick ross nas demi lovato you name it i've done it uh, especially when it comes to the engineering thing that list is (laughs) crazy uh but yeah i'm ricky p what's going on thank you for having me we not talk about family,
0: Ricky P, audio engineer and in-house producer on Taylor Gang going on 15 years now. Veteran in the game, 5-time Grammy nominated, father of muse, husband, brother, son. The man, the myth, the legend. We talk about everything under the sun. For a one-hour conversation you don't want to miss as we get into the throes of fatherhood, what it means to grow up and drop baggage, focus on your dreams, and help the local scene in Pittsburgh through guidance, mentorship, and above all else, music. Really quick, I want to tell you that if you enjoy the podcast, it's a unique one. I'll give you that. Imagine a music podcast where we don't talk about making music. Instead, we explore stories behind the people who make the music you love, and we find out what makes them tick. So head on over to bedroombeethovens.com where you can check out the show past episodes and subscribe to all the outlets. So you don't miss an episode. And last but not least, I know times are hard, but I keep the show as ad free as possible because at the end of the day, it's a labor of love and patreon.com slash Beethovens allows me to continue that said mission. If you go over there and that website is in the show notes as well, you can click on it and donate a few bucks to keep the train chugging along with that out of the way. Thanks for being here, whether you're on an airplane or jogging through the streets or stuck at a cubicle at work, wherever you are, I appreciate you. Bedroom Beethoven's 183
1: with Ricky P. It's been a long day without you, my friend.
0: We actually have a mutual friend, you and I. Which one? Uh, J57. He said he dropped by your studio. Oh, right man.
1: Ago. That's the homie, man. Good people. I just met him through uh, Sid III of uh, Slipknot. And, yeah. man, he's super funny. We were just out of a, a music video for the homie uh, Ricardo Grimm. So many inside jokes were made that night just because it was like a video shoot set. It was at, like, whenever I got it to the set... It was at the stylist's house. They She let them use her house. And she had like a, you know, almost like very spiritual out zones then in her house where you had to take your shoes off. <laughs> and uh, they had a whole bunch of lighting situations going on in the bathroom. And I was just waiting for them to like get out the bathroom so I could use it. And like for some reason, this lady just thought like I was just going to go into her bathroom and just take a shit. It was just like, like, I don't know, like when somebody asked to use the bathroom, I just didn't know it just automatically went to that. So it was just like, what? Like, And he just seen it. He just seen my look on my face. Like, it was just one of those moments like, wait, so how did you get shit out of that? Like, it was just like, I just asked to just use your bathroom. Like, I... I really didn't even have to pee. I was just trying to use the bathroom. And your first thing was like, shit. And then this is like, she said, make sure you put down the seat. And if you use the number two, blah, blah, blah. You're like, yo, hold on. I'm not an uncouth individual here. I understand we're at a woman's house. You should definitely put the seat down. But it was like me and him were just sitting there like cracking up. Because like everybody else was just like, obviously busy and it was just like he caught my face and I, I don't know i'm I'm a person who can't hide their emotions so it was just like it was like a confused look on my face and he was just started busting out laughing and it was just like on oh, she wrote but like he's a very really good guy a lot of good inside jokes me and him having and uh that's great that we have a mutual friend that's like you know in that space yeah
0: he and and you know to relay it back to you he he literally said that you're the nicest guy on the planet
1: i uh man i i like to think that you never know what a person's going through uh and i'm not thinking i'm not thinking even like the bad side of things you know i always tell the young homies you never know who's going to boss their life up <laughs> you know what i'm saying so uh the person who could be at the front door could be literally your boss in the next 5 years depending on how like much of their trajectory is so you know I feel like you should always be nice to somebody, especially in the music industry, but being a human being is the most important thing to me now moving forward in life. Uh, I'm a dad now. So it's like that whole new change in my life is just like, man, there should be more humanity than there are of the vanity of life. You know what I'm saying? So he probably just caught me on just me being me. A lot of people just get Ricky P. You know what I'm saying? The guy who just makes beats and stuff like that. But, Be honest with you, if you come past the studio and especially I meet you through somebody like who's a very good friend of mine. If you're a very good friend of mine, I consider family your family to me Um, until otherwise. I feel he's one of the coolest people, nicest guys I've ever met. So that's kind of like dope that he felt that same way because I felt the same energy. Very welcoming. when We're talking about music, has a lot of good ideas, a lot of good critiques, like a lot of good input. Usually a lot of people don't like that in the game. I always tell people the vanity of, of the industry is why you don't really see me on it as much, like on the internet as much. It's great that he said that, man, because I feel like pretty much the same way. I feel like he's a great dude.
0: Uh, I'm, I'm just to... I'm, I'm fortunate that i'm in both of y'all's orbit
1: no but that's the cool thing about life you're one person away from knowing anybody <laughs> legit yeah. like we we were connected and that's like fire like you know what i'm saying and it's like damn one person and it's like now it makes the conversation even like lighter it makes it like oh damn cool oh yeah so like Nigga, what's up? Like, <laughs> you know what I'm
0: saying? Well, let me, I mean, let me say, like, I've interviewed a lot of people, and you mentioned being a father, and that was actually my first impression of you, that nobody has more visibility of their kid in the music industry as you do. You guys seem inseparable, and I love to see it.
1: Um, Man, that's my fucking best friend. obviously, my wife, she would probably agree, but um, even though she's my, you know, my predecessor first best friend, but my son really, very changed the way I look at life. And I had a great uh, inspiration, a great uh, staple to look at in the bar high by like Wiz, you know what I'm saying? Wiz is a very active father. Being around him and seeing him evolve as a person with that, I got to that point in life where I need like, like, damn, it's like, you know, you work and you start doing, living the dream. And like, you've been living your dream for a while. It's like, man, like, let's start doing this real life stuff that makes you a human being. And my son is just a beacon of light. He really gives a new purpose for life for me. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I, I I, just, I, I find myself having more pictures of like my son or like me and his interaction than like music interaction. And to be honest with you, I'm more proud of, you know, uh, the bond I'm building with my son than I am of my music. Obviously that's what pays the bills, but to be honest with you, that what makes me feel best at life is uh, being a teacher to my son. And
0: let me just say that sep- September 16th is when my oldest daughter was born and my wife was born, so that's a special day.
1: Let's go! Let's go! This is what I'm saying. We are in connectivity in the universe even more. <laughs> that is awesome. Both we. How many kids do you have?
0: I have two. I have two.
1: You you said a daughter. So do you have all girls or uh, a girl and a boy? I have
0: two daughters. You know, I I want, I think, you know, the universe kind of teases with you. The more you want a son, they give you daughters. So that's me. But
1: I feel like I got jinxed. Uh, Like, (laughs) like we had like a lot of family members. Like my dad's side of family, like all men. And like, everybody was like, you're going to have a girl. I'm like, dude, that's tight. Like, I'm not like tripping. Like, you know what I'm saying? I, I got married and then had a kid. It's not like, you know what I'm saying? It was like a a real life, like we were planning this type of situation. So like, I'm just, I was blessed either way, but I like my, my father-in-law has two daughters, coolest dude in the world. Like, you know what I'm saying? I feel like daughters give men um, a different reformed warrior. You know what I'm saying? You learn compassion. And that's something like I've been learning uh, the, like the last few years to be able to be a father, to teach my son about compassion, because I feel like that's like a, a huge thing I've learned from my uh my father-in-law is like how much compassion he has. You know, because he has two daughters and like, you know, it doesn't make him less of a man or nothing like that when it comes to the manliness stuff. But I feel like as a man, compassion and just like understanding is just like the way to
0: be. You know, if I could be vulnerable with you, you know, I don't I don't know if I've learned. Yeah, I don't know if I've learned the the compassion bone all the way. Like, I do need to work on gentle parenting because you and I both come from the generation where our parents didn't really do that. So. It, it, it's constant learning for me and, and my girls they are teaching me that, you know, I can be a little heavy handed. I can be a little stern and strict and it's, it's, it's always the next day where I reflect. I was like, man, I, I probably should have been a little kinder. I should have been a little bit more gentler. So that's, that's how they're teaching me. How
1: old are your kids?
0: So the oldest one is 11. And then my youngest one is eight.
1: Oh, that's fire. That's fire ages. Those are, <laughs> they're, they're minions. They're, they are so smart at that age. They're starting to collect every data. Uh, I have nephews that are around like that age and like, man, those kids could teach me a lot of things. Uh, But I feel like gentle parenting is the way uh, you touched on it. Um, The generation that raised us, they were kind of trying to figure out that uh, the thing called love and compassion and just understanding that your children aren't just an annex of you. They're actually their own individual. It's like being a parent is like a crazy thing because it's like you get the chance to be the parent you wish you had. Not like your parents did anything. Like both of my parents, they busted their ass for me to have a great life. And like, you know, I appreciate them more and more. I actually call my parents here and there because I have a thought like, damn, I was such an asshole. Because like, you know, being a parent, you're winging it. Like you're just winging it. I do still find myself like, you know, because I have a son. So he's like, a, you know, boy, active and But I feel like the gentle parenting, it isn't being easy on them. You know, you don't have to be a pushover. But I always just feel like that. me giving my son love, compassion is going to keep keep him from being how aggressive I was as a young man. You know what I'm saying? And because we didn't like that stuff, man. We didn't like the discipline. We didn't like the judgment. We didn't like that. Like at least I didn't. I didn't feel like that was necessary. I always tell my dad if I would have got a hug, I probably would have been like, you know, I'm told like you're you're tripping. You know, things would have probably got smooth. I probably wouldn't have did. was a lot of hyper-masculine things that like now I feel like is just like yo, whoa, we're not doing that. You know what I'm saying? It, it alleviates a lot of stuff. And gentle parenting is 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 a it's a gift, man. It's a gift. It's, it's, that's probably why you see me so much with my son is just because he needs to know that proper man to man love so he doesn't have to yearn for for certain friendships or certain, like, you know what I'm saying? Uh, when it comes to everything in life, because it, it goes a long way in business, it goes a long way in things, and uh,
0: yeah, yeah, I hear him. They're-
1: yeah, they're, they're off from school so they're
0: I'll edit it out but they're definitely alive in the background
1: Man my son's going to be homeschooled uh uh, don't get me started on the school system.
0: Well, see, I, I was I was actually going to say that because you know you're you're going to homeschool him because you didn't like school, you hated school. What if he loves school? What if he gets a full ride math scholarship to Yale and he says, "Dad, I don't want to be a music producer." Would that would something like that intimidate you, or would you embrace that?
1: Oh no, my son is his name is Muse Ashes. Like he has like my initials, but he doesn't have like he's he was never going to be a junior. My son doesn't have to make music. Um, my wife, she believes it, like, like I'm blessed. My wife is the best mom that is out here. Uh, no disrespect to any moms. Like, I would not pick anyone else to be the mother of my child. We both are very active parents. And, uh, like, we're ground zero. Like, legit, we don't have no nannies. We're out here in Los Angeles by ourselves. Like, you know, we besides, like, having Taylor Gang here, I don't really have any family out here. Neither does she. She's from Canada. So it's like we're ground zero with our child. I just didn't, I wasn't a fan of school. I did really good in school. Um, my thing is like the school systems, what they're teaching these kids, um, what is allowed to be taught to these children. Uh, it, it's just like, it's, it's a lot of wasted information. I, I had to le- relearn a lot of things as an adult. I'm active in education. I just don't believe in like allowing my son in the most influential time. Cause they say from zero to seven is whenever they're in theta level thinking. So that's usually because by the time you're seven, you have anywhere from two and a half years to three years of schooling or institutes institu- 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 it's being institutionalized. My apologies, uh, I'm stoned, and uh i just I want my son to be the most creative in every way shape and form. um He's a music head like i this you, you can put on some uh salsa music, he's going to start freaking out. like he just loves music, but like I'm not going to force that onto him. Cause like football was forced on to me and stuff like that. And like, I felt like I was trying to live my dad's high school career. When, he, when I stopped playing baseball cause my dad went semi-pro it like broke his heart. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want that. What I encourage my son is to be him. Whatever you like. I, my thing is to understand my son. You feel me? Like I'm supposed to figure him out, not him figure me out. Cause he didn't ask to be here. Me and my wife chose that, you know? So it's our duty to make sure it's a full fulfilling life and it doesn't have to be about music. Music is just one thing. I feel like I just do very good, but that doesn't define Ricky P,
0: you know? Yeah. It, you know, what's funny is like, you're like, well, my son's not a junior, but if you were, if you were the first born or like your grandfather was, was Edward stocks,
1: my grandfather was the first, my brother was right. the third. So like if it was not my dad, I would have been the fourth, but my mom chose to change my name because she just felt something was different. Um, She was very superstitious, didn't even know, like, what she was having whenever she had me and my brother. So it's like, I know how that is. Like, I've seen it with my own brother, with my own eyes, what it does when you make somebody like a junior or a third, you have to live up to their father's life. And I don't want that. Like, dude, you are you like, he's a hybrid. Like he has a lot of similarities in me, but man, he is his own person. And that's my whole thing is like, I I have to learn him, not the other way around.
0: But how, how crazy that your mom had that intuition though, to do that. Oh man,
1: women have, women are special things, man. Uh, watching my, I bet you feel the same way watching your child born, you realize like how important a woman is and how much power that they have in this world to incubate life. And then we're the first people to separate them from our child when we cut the umbilical cord. So it's like the power in that whole dynamic is like, you know, a woman's intuition is, is you know, a superpower. The same way with my, my wife, she came up with my son's name and it's just like, he is muse. He is our muse. Like he is our new purpose in life. So it's like, she knew that, like, if it was up to me, he'd probably be named Liam, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Just because I thought it was like, whatever cool name, I just didn't want him to have like a ghetto name. Like, you know what I'm saying? But like to her, she got it like down pat, but that's the power of women, you know? Uh, And you're, you're, a, you're now a leader of like the next generation. And like, that's a beautiful thing. I can hear it in your tone. Like, you know what I'm saying? Just even just you doing this and hearing them in the background I that to me, I can get down with you because you're focused on that. Like legit. Uh, I'm avid dad until, you know, otherwise like just right now, my wife just hit me, let me know exactly what my son's doing. And it's just like, isn't that what we're supposed to be doing as parents? Like the reason why I feel like life is crazy right now is because there's a generation of like our, like our parents, they raised a lot of narcissists. So like they, there's a lot of people that don't want to go deal with things or have accountability. So it's like, cause a lot of parents weren't around, like they had to work. Now we have a choice, you know what I'm saying? Like there are choices now. So it's like, we have the choice to change these dynamics and not be like, oh, yeah, well, I don't like school, so you're not going to go to school because of this. It's like, well, no, I want you to get schooling. I want you to get education. But if it's not like the way that we feel or like in the environment that we feel, it's like that's how it is. And like, I feel like th- my son's going to react better than that same way. Like, I don't think my son's going to want to be away from us for eight hours in a day inside a, a building, man-made lights, not near the beach, like, or anything like that, like that, or outside. Like, that's that's not real life. It isn't. Programming. It's institutionalization. It literally makes us all keep inhabiting the systemic uh, problems that we have because we're creating classes of sheep.
0: How are you anticipating showing him this life as he grows up? You know, For example, if you have a day where you don't believe in yourself, or you have an off day, or maybe you just can't make a beat to save your life, do you expose him to those days or do you try to filter it?
1: Oh, yeah. He's there, he's there in every moment. Like, because you have to know these things. It's okay if you don't make a beat today. It's okay if you just like live life. Because there's going to be that day where you're going to make like 50 of them. He folk like I don't coddle my son. Uh, we my my wife took this beautiful scenic because we went to uh the Griffith Observatory like up on like the hill over there, and we were going on this trail. And my son, it was like a nice, beautiful day. She's like doing this nice scenic video, and it's just like all outside. And all of a sudden, you just see my son, and you hear me like, "You got to be careful, man." Cause he was trying to do some dangerous shit. He was trying to go down this little steep-ass little part. You're going to fall. You know what I'm saying? I warned you. Now, like, you keep wanting to figure it out. And he, like, fell. And it was, like, funny you see him at the end, like, fall. And you see me, like, catching him. Like, I'm there, you know? But, like, you have to figure out, bro, like, if this is dangerous or not. Like, that's how you're going to grow. That's how you're going to know things. Like, I'm right there. You're not going to fall and kill yourself. But, like, you know, don't let your child be enabled or, like, feel like they can't make some decision-making. And it's like, man, he's always gonna see me. Like I am never like shit, my wife, she got so pissed at me, bro. I kept leaving like while she was in labor. I had to come back to the studio and stuff like that. Like I, I had my own studio in Hollywood, like you know what I'm saying? Like, I am always gonna work. I'm always gonna show him that there's not a, a beautiful day. I didn't have the luxury uh way up to the where I'm at and to be Ricky P, bro. I had the the dirty road, the long road, the ugly way. So if he's gonna know anything, it's about humility. Um and I'm tired of the vanity of life. So he doesn't see the vanity. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like I have an illustrious studio, bro. I spent over a hundred thousand dollars on just one of my pairs of speakers. But like I'm in here in like sweatpants and like, you know, T-shirt shit. Like my son will not care about having to be flying all that shit. He always has the pieces and all that shit if he needs to. But like, bro, that's not what real life is. Like it's it's OK if you don't. Do what you expect to do, but if you don't write it down, if you don't put it on your vision board, if you don't work every day at it, then you're not going to progress. Because practice only makes progression; it doesn't make perfection. I'm never going to lie to my son. I'm not going to be with the, one of those "do as I say, not as I like do" type parents. Because like I don't drink, bro. I don't like. I, I went sober. Like I only smoke pot. Like I've been sober for two and a half years.
0: Wait, so that July 21st date. Wasn't the only thing significant about that the day you did your last sip of drink was it was six months before your son was born. You made a conscious decision, like,
1: Legit, I need to be. If I'm lying, I'm flying. Um, me and my wife, we had a miscarriage at eight months. Like, it was like literally eight months to the day before we had Muse. And it was about, it was in February of that year. So it was like a real big thing. I went through a lot of different changes, man. And I needed to purify myself in order to be the the model that like childhood me would want. That day on the 21st, that was 2 days after my birthday. There was an incident that happened on my birthday that was just like it was like the the, the straw that broke the camel's back. I was already like weaning down. It was just like this is stupid. It like it literally just clicked to me and I was already having a, a talk. I have a lot of I have a couple of mentors that, you know, I had a discussion with uh, shout out Breeze. I was mentioning to him that, you know, me and the wife were trying again. And he was like, man, you need to just, you know, and I was talking to him about like, you know, man, I'm, I'm really thinking about quitting this time. I like couldn't A lot of my friends still party, man, go hard and like, you know, more power to them. But like to me, it wasn't in my heart anymore. You know, the partying, the life of the music industry. This wasn't in, like, my to-do list. And I just was like, yo, this is it. And literally six months and, like, to in, like four days was whenever my wife got pregnant. Like, from me, stopped drinking. And literally, Breeze was like, dude, tr- trust me. Give it, like, six months. You guys just, like, get you get healthy, you know, uh, and just try after, like, six months or so literally six months to like five days it was it happened so it was like one of those moments it was just like man you got to cut a lot of the bullshit out because being a parent isn't just providing it just isn't like you know like he has to see a model man i can't be out here just saying to do this stuff and not doing it fully because how how why would i lie to my son I a lie to everybody else, but not to him, because he's gonna end up lying to everybody else. You feel me? Or at least the worst part, lying to himself. I don't need him to do that. I need him to be confident. I need him to understand, like, you know, cause there's a lot of insecurities that his father has that, like, you know, the world doesn't see because they see Ricky P, but he sees dad. So it's like, you know, that that is like the you have to be a I grew up with a lot of people that just didn't, like, really live with their life, like, what they said that they are doing. Like, I feel like I got lied to about a lot of the old heads, So you know what I'm saying? Like, the older cousins, like, I shouldn't have been out there at 12 years old. Like, whenever you're 12, they like, oh, yeah, you should be having sex, bro. That makes you a man. Like, no, it doesn't make you a man. Like, focusing on your, like, your schooling, because by 12 years old, that's like, what, right before high school, you're probably, like, in, like, eighth grade, you know what I'm saying? Like, you should be locking in to school to be able to breeze through high school to get the scholarships instead of worrying about the, uh, the wrong things. You know what I'm saying? Because in capitalistic uh, America, men don't really mean anything until about 45. Hopefully you, you saved your enough money and was frugal enough to start the family and all this shit, pay back your loans and all that stuff, you know? So we got to teach these young guys that like, you got to be focused. You got to always do this shit. The parties, all this shit is always going to be there. Now, if you really want to be successful in the music industry, especially by the data, like how it's collected now, you have to really be locking in.
0: Yeah, I I, I feel like the... I feel like the the circle is complete because you should have a Grammy because, I mean, Ed Sheeran won that year, and it's like, come on.
1: Bro, it's, it's, it's one of those things. It's just like, you know, when you start getting Politics. When you get up, yeah, it's politics, bro. It's, it's a whole bunch of things that it's out of my hands. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know where my intentions were helping out Wiz and doing the things because I believe in Wiz. You feel me? We we believe in that man. We all were sitting there working and doing the things, and he was believing in his lyrics and his writing. And like you know how movie songs are, it's not like just like it was just a weird song There's a whole bunch of other people on there for him. The Gladiator for just to be his song, you know what I'm saying? Like it was so good. It's just like it was so natural. And then it's like we seen it, it was politics, man. So it's like I don't get discouraged. That's where I get to teach my son. It's like man, that doesn't make me less of a person. You know, I could have won. Yes, we didn't win, but. The beauty of it is, is like we have room to grow. You know what I'm saying? Like I got way better since then. I got way much of a a, a hunger since then.
0: You know? Yeah, because this song, this song alone. That so we're talking about see you again. There were there were Jason Derulo was going to do that. Adele was going to do that. Eminem was going to do that. Chris Brown was going to do that.
1: We got it. Chris Brown was on the hook. Uh, Lil Wayne was on it. Like Trey Songz was on it, and like somebody else was on it. It was like a long ass song. So it was just like, you know, like movie songs, they just give you a sheet, tell you some words to make, you know, key phrases or trying to throw in there, coin some phrases because this is going to go in this part of the movie, and they let you have your shot. Wiz did his verse, he submitted it, they took everybody off the song, put uh, Charlie Poof back on it, because he, was, and then like, bro, told Wiz to do another verse, and it was out of here.
0: But that's crazy, though, because... Wiz wrote that rap in 15 minutes because they gave him the key words that he needs to use. So if I do, if I do a song. Oh no.
1: oh, no. That man, shout out Wiz. That nigga don't get the credit he do, but it's okay because he don't be asking for you. ain't a bitch-ass nigga. He a real solid motherfucker. And he did that verse when it was like a terrible fucking time, man. He just had a passing in his family. It was very devastating. We were at fucking Snoop's compound, man. Will kept trying to get him to do that verse. He didn't feel like doing the verse because it was just like a bad time. But that man literally wrote that verse so fast. On, he wrote it. Like, wrote it on pen and pad, like pencil type shit, bro. Legit wrote like, you know what I'm saying? At Snoop's compound. Did that shit, bro. I, like, I'll never forget that, bro. It was it was just me, Snoop, Snoop's engineer, and RIP Uncle Junebug, bro. Like, and that man mustered that that verse, did it. They were like, we love it. We need another one. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, movies don't do that. They don't do that at all. And then for that song to do what it do, my man, he's, you know what I'm saying? He know how to do his fucking shit. One thing that boy know how to do is write a goddamn song. And that's like that's
0: what I'm saying. So if, it, if he won't say it, I'll say it. Because human nature would indicate if you do a song in 15 minutes, you don't give a fuck. You don't try. But you guys are creating at the highest level. You're on such a professional level. What you're able to achieve in minutes, hours, a day is more than the average musician can do in a lifetime. And, and coupled that, Charlie Puth, was drawing from his own inspiration because his best friend died in a motorcycle accident. So when he's writing that chorus, that's where he's pulling the inspiration from when Wiz is writing that he's pulling from that. So it was, it was actually genuine. I heard that Chris Brown version and it, it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. It, was, it wasn't bad. He just couldn't hit that note without
1: the two. Charlie is a, is a man that man vocally is strong. That man is vocally strong and his ear is great. Great producer. Great producer. Great overall, like artist, man, and but it's just they like you just you touched on it. We're in the we're in the, in the NFL of music, so these guys showed like their LeBron James skill. You know what I'm saying and. You know it's a blessing to be able to be there in the room and the presence around that type of like work and that those type of people that really know how to lock in like that.
0: Who makes yeah. those judgment calls? Why is Adele not on there and Eminem's not on there? Like, I know you, you- gotta
1: ask them, you gotta ask the label, like uh, the movie people, like you know what I'm saying? Like, you legit are just shooting in the dark. Like, the only thing that they do is to, like, oh yeah, they send you the bounce. Of whatever like who's ever on it like the reference and they give you like an open verse and then they send you an email with, like hey cool can you maybe throw these phrases in there just to keep it on this because it's like they usually have like a certain theme for the song and they only want you to keep to the thought like you know the song theme don't make it too personal and like that shit is just like you know you just submit it we did a whole bunch of other shit for, like ninja turtles mortal Kombat, like so it was like kind of one of those things like, okay cool another movie song oh it's for the fast and the furious like you know Nobody planned for it to be like, you know what I'm saying? So situational than the, you know, the unfortunate tragedy of like Paul Walker and stuff like that. It was just, there's a lot going on that just made that just such like the specialness of it, this touch. And it's like, man, like it just, when you hear it. You just can't, like, it's, un, it's undeniable, man. Like you shed a tear, bro. Like, I don't care how hard you are. You shed a thug tear, man. Like it's, that's when you know the music's good. That's when you know the music's great. Well, let
0: me, I want to combine like two questions I asked you because you said that you, ha- you had oh, yeah. you had a lack of good apples to get advice from. And then also you're, you're chasing a Grammy. So in if you start out and you have a lack of good apples to get advice from in terms of studio folks, now in your adult life, you have this reputation of being one of the good apples. You'll work with anyone from Pittsburgh who wants an opportunity. They come out to L.A., you help them. But fatherhood squeezes your time a bit. Will you ever become a producer where you're bag-focused? I'm only going to work with established artists. Like, you will be around less dream chasers. I
1: was I was for, like, uh, I would say from, like, 2018 to, like, 2019, like, 2020. Like, I was, like, bag-focused. Like, and I just – I had, like, an ego death during those years. And then, like, by the time it got to 2020, like, I – 2021 like i really was like i had a full complete ego death and it just wasn't who i was because like you know i i realized like dog what the fuck like you just because you didn't have people help you out that don't mean you gotta like be so hard on motherfuckers because the youth is the inspiration you know your kids probably give you so much energy bro that you just didn't think you have just because that's that's that youthfulness and it's like it doesn't take any less of you it's like you know what i'm saying like because that's all these young cats need is some guidance. I didn't have no guidance. Like, you know what I'm saying? That's why I did the way I did. And it's like, yeah, that teaches you that hardship. It makes you whatever. But like, no, man, like that's, that's not fair. That's not fair. Like, that's not fair because we draw the inspiration. So we need to give it back. Because then that's how you're not going to be that old guy in the fucking club. Like, oh, this song sucks. Well, are you any of you old motherfuckers helping us out? Like, you're not. So you can't get upset. You're part of the problem. So, for me, it's like, man, let's go. Because in this day and age, in this internet world, it just takes one and they could fucking blow up. And imagine if you just built the fucking soil without asking for something. And then finally, this little shitbag has enough money to come to you and solicit to you for your services. Now, how is that? Versus trying to pull, like, you know, water out of a, a mudfish why don't we just sit here and just try to fill up the fucking pool? Maybe this pool might overflow and then turn into a large pond. Then it might turn into a fucking like, you know, little lake area. Then it might go in like something else. But everybody wants to just keep pooling and pooling and pooling at the same thing because technology has been helping these young cats. A lot of old cats are mad because they didn't convert through the digital age, you know? And it's, It's sad. That's why the, that's why there's so much craziness going on. We did not have good guidance. We didn't have good guidance, bro. Like, that's why I do gentle parenting. My dad was a command sergeant major 30 years with the war. Like, you know what I'm saying? Was in the high places like Fallujah and shit like that. Like, come on, bro. Like there's a lot of things that have to get done, but like we have to make a change, you know? My mom whooped my ass with a belt. Like, that wasn't right. I don't believe in that. Like, you know, that wasn't cool. So I don't believe in it. We have the choice to change these things. I didn't have help, and I really needed help. Imagine if I just gave a little motherfucker help, like me, who just needed a little, like, point over here, like a little this, a little that. It would have went a long way, and it goes a long way. There's so many little young cats that I could sit here and list off. Like, shout out to Scarlo, Sticks. like, you know what I'm saying? There's uh like a whole bunch of Pittsburgh cats that literally um, are so good, but it's just they just don't have the proper old head or like the uh, big brother. You know what I'm saying? All you need to do, if if fucking Michael Jordan showed you how to shoot a three-point shot, bro, you're going to get nice. We're all going to get nice. But guess what? The last 30 seconds, I'm giving Michael Jordan that fucking ball if we were down by one. You know, we'll make him fucking less of a man because he's showing us some shots, you know? That's what's going to make the soil better. That's what's going to make the generations after us better. Because my son's going to have to grow up in this world. So the older cats that he has to come to, I need them to give him information, bro. That's what I think about when I give the young homies that inspiration or like let them come to the studio, give them the gauntlet, like show them like, hey, man, if this is how the pros work, they'll have a long session. This is how they work. This is what goes on. Like engineers, this is how one plus one equals two, two plus one equals three. Like, you know what I'm saying? Give them that input. Because guess what? When my If my son decides to do this fucking shit he will have a cooler person because you know how it is. You're still going to be the parent. They want somebody closer in their age range. I need those closer in the age range, motherfuckers, to be on top of their shit, you know? So maybe if I do that, that will help out. And it, I know it's not going to touch the whole world, but, like, who knows? I'm in the pros. So, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, the next people that are coming up, you know, my son, he's going to strive to work to be, like, you know what I'm saying? To be top of his whatever. So like I said, I need these younger guys to be the big homies to my my son when he's at that age and give him the right information without feeling like it's taking less of them because it doesn't.
0: Yeah, you know? and, and good things happen in or around your birthday because a week after your birthday, you went to go see the Up and Smoke tour at the Mellon Arena in Pittsburgh, and hey, mm-hmm. Snoop is – he's. He's directly influenced the next generation, and he didn't even know it. You're in the crowd,
1: but like, who knew that that little nigga up there in the fucking nosebleed section was sitting there like, "Yo, I'm gonna be up on that stage." And like, my little, my older cousin, who's my brother's age, was like, the like the family rapper of the family. And it's like, you know, he's over there like, yeah, blah 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 blah. But lo and behold, I'm over there like, I'm gonna be up there, bro. I'm feeling like I'm gonna be up there. And then lo and behold, I'm working and doing songs, going on tour with Snoop. Like, it's. It's like, that's what I'm saying. Like, my son got to be able to like, you know, he's going to be that kid. I don't know if he's going to like, he's going to dream bigger than me, you know, because my wife, she, she encourages him to dream big. And it's just like, man, so it's like, it, it's, it's that full circle shit that it's just like, as a parent, you just don't understand that. Cause you know, we're men, we go around the world. We don't even be noticing that there's a fucking, ad, like, a cliff over there. We're, like, brazen. But once you have a, a kid, that's your heart outside your chest, you start realizing, like, damn, there's a little steep over there. Like, that, that end table's kind of sharp, like, you know? And it's it's a wild thing, bro. And I can only say kids just change your perspective. It's changed my perspective. I, I can't be a beacon of energy and beacon of information, just partial part of the day. My son has to get it all, all points, even if I'm not around. Yeah,
0: you know? uh, Sledgeon got caught stealing a Three Six Mafia CD when he was growing up, and now he's dropping songs with Juicy J. So those full circle moments, crazy.
1: Bro, my mom put me on like Juicy J and them and shit like that. Like, bro, like the ratchet ass. Like, Sledgeon, though, we call that that ghetto like shit. Like, it's just like, bro, so fire. But it's that full circle shit that's like, you never know where your kid's imagination's at. And if you let that go fully, man, sky's the fucking limit. Who knows? He might end up being a cardiologist. I don't know. He's just, oh, I know my son's not going to care about a fucking Xbox and all this other little stupid shit and being inside. Like, he's just going to care about being a good person. Like, if he was here, you're just going to hear, hi, hi. <laughs> like, this little boy is a little love bug. Like, he's going he, like, to be the lion and the lamb. He's not going to be just some tough-ass motherfucker. You know?
0: imagine, imagine, though, that if you grew up and your dad's listening to Rocket Man, and then at Bonnaroo you go on right after Elton John.
1: Bruh! That is so crazy to see that sea of people. And, like, it's Elton John, bro. Like, Elton John. Like, dog, uh, that's the cool thing I get to tell my son. There's so many things that, like, you know, your dad always just didn't know. Like, I never knew. I just always just seen like where I should be. I didn't know how to get there. I just knew where I needed to be. So it's like my son, I, I pray that he just keeps that image in his head because it doesn't matter how many bad days that image in your head is going to stay. And as long as it stays, you, you'll always be good. You'll always find where you're going. You know? How
0: do you navigate that? Like Bonnaroo, like they have bands called like King Kong and the Shrines and Diarrhea Planet and Roadkill Ghost Choir. It's not a hip hop festival. You got no, it's you fun. got Kanye, you got Ice Cube and maybe Wiz Khalifa, but that's that's a white crowd. You know what I mean? So they they don't know who you well, are. Wiz
1: Wiz Crack the Mole. Wiz like is a great artist. His his like genre of like listeners are so wide ranged that it's like he's. He's a special individual, man. He's a special individual. And I, I I'm blessed to be able to to been a part of like to the, the cast that's helped support him into where he's gotten because dog, he's had me in so many different settings where it's just like, man, like you said, opening up for Elton John, bro, like Elton John. Like that's huge. Like, not everybody like gets to be around Elton John or perform in front of Elton John. Like we went on right before this nigga, like the second Wiz got off stage, they hit the lights for John shit. Everybody just migrated. That was like the the big mass of just people. I've never seen like 90,000 people move all like that at once. But it's Elton John. And it's like, bro, that's the magic and connectivity that music has been able to do. It's allowed me to connect with so many people around the world. Shit, it's allowed me to connect with you. You know,
0: tell me about it, man. Well, you know, you can only like lead the horse to water, though. There was a time where you wanted to see Pittsburgh music do so good that you were going to sell any artist production for a hundred dollars. Were there any? I still do. Well, okay. So, are there any smart people that take advantage of that situation? And out of those smart people, did anyone hustle enough to take that hundred dollar beat and turn it into two thousand or ten thousand or fifty thousand dollars?
1: Um, there have been like people who definitely taking that like opportunity to build a business relationship with me properly you know what I'm saying um I'd rather you tell me you don't have the money I'd rather you just be up front and be like yo it's like I don't ask people, like, what's your budget to try to con man you? I ask your budget to just to see, like, what level of, like, what should I be doing? Should I be coming up with a beat from scratch for you? You know what I'm saying? If you're coming with, like, a crazy budget where it's, like, you have a distinct idea, it's for an album, blah, 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 the woo-woo Or are you a kid that's up and coming and, like, really trying to do something? Like, you know what I'm saying? Because, like, shit, I even have a BeatStars where it's for the cats that don't have a budget that's, like, you know, they need a beat or something like that. Or even if you come to the studio, if you'll come in and record with me, I definitely will give you a fucking beat. Like, there's so many people where I've just given a beat, and I've always just been like, "Yo, we'll, like, we'll just worry about that whenever like we have to cross that bridge." And whenever they want to release the song, we usually just do paperwork and we just split it down the fucking middle and just keep it moving, bro. You know what I'm saying? If we're really building, I'm not gonna trip on that. But if you come and hit me like, "Yo, I need beats. Like, how much you gonna charge me for this, 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 this?" Then you ask me a direct question. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna answer you that direct question with how much it's gonna cost. You know. But if you're coming to me like you know, hey, this is what I'm doing, blah blah blah. I really want to build with you. Nine times out of ten, I'm probably going to listen to give you a spin. I'm gonna to listen to what you got going on and let's figure something out. You know what I'm saying? Because I understand how that could go a long way.
0: Like I don't know what's human people- nature though, isn't it? Like I mean, if if TM88 is making songs with DJ Khaled and I don't have twenty thousand dollars for a beat, is is it wrong for me to say, hey man, I only have? x amount of money
1: no gonna, it's not uh, wrong for you because it's called negotiation that's what you're doing you're negotiating
0: but what's where, my incentive to... he has he he has all the leverage right
1: yeah it's like he's still a human being who never knows like you knows like you know what i'm saying i still sell beats for a grip of money you know what i'm saying don't get it fucked up like but who knows like tm might look out like you know what i'm saying i know tm a real ass motherfucker bro You know what I'm saying? So who who knows? Honesty is the best way. That's the best leverage. Because you never know what you might catch somebody on that day. We're we're selling services here. It's not like it's like, you know, you're going to the fucking Apple store and buying an iPhone. You're buying a production, an intellectual piece of property. So who knows? If he's sitting there, if if he's vibing with you, you know what I'm saying? Because, like, TM got an artist that isn't, like, super popping, but he'd be sitting over there giving him beats. You know, like, so, like, I know for a fact, like, you know, honesty is the best way, because talent is talent, bro. Like, whenever shit, me and TM only made one beat and went fucking, uh, gold. <laughs> it should be platinum right now. Uh, and I made that shit my parts on a $200 fucking laptop, bro. Like, because it was like, my laptop died on tour, and I had to, like, put some parts together to, like, get it to just turn on type shit, bro. And who knows bro like it doesn't even fucking matter but that's the whole point of this like where I'm at in life is like if you want to really tell if you want to be honest with me don't be over here trying to lie to me you know what I'm saying don't be over here trying to tell me about how much money you're making in your songs and you really only got like a real a small budget you know what I'm saying but if your budget's small that's okay be honest with me cuz I might fuck with you you know what I'm saying like shit I might just like your music I might not even fucking charge you I might just give you paperwork and it's like let's just split it down the middle Yeah I
0: I hear things like Kanye West said that a few months ago. Ari Emanuel said that uh, he he's Kanye's suffering because he he did an economic lynching and Ari destroyed his social credit score and all this and bankrupting his deals and.
1: Uh, well, I don't I don't agree with uh, that dude Ari did because you know he doesn't he's not a, a fair across the board that that to me over there was like to me honestly like that was buck breaking right there there what they were just trying to do to that man like I feel you but. That that was just kind of like because there's a lot of stuff that's like talked about how do we get how do we talk about these tough issues in this sensitive ass era, you know, because there's still some stuff that's like, bro, we have to figure out 1954 black people became like actual people, not class and property 1964 is the Civil Rights Act. So it wasn't that far along that people weren't cool, you know, then we had Jim Crow's and all types of other laws that came afterwards, you know. And redlining and all these things. And it's like, man, how come we can't talk about things? Why do we have to like sweep it under the rug and be like, hey, it's just far past that. Like we're not into that anymore. Hey, it's like, yo, like how do we get that art of dialect anymore? Like how do we, or dialogue, my apologies, like dialogue. Like, how do we get that where we can agree to disagree or have real live debates where it's not fueled by hate or anger or anything like that, where it actually is informational? Economic lynching happened to him because he spoke out. And like, be honest with you, I, like, in America, if you're, you, you, if you're uh, an athlete or an entertainer, you should be happy that you're, you know, getting that money. But like, you know, Kanye was trying to change the stuff. He's trying to make it e- easier to buy his clothes. But shit, Balenciaga over here putting on all this shit with the kids and all that shit. Why didn't they get like, you know, the same economic lynching? I mean, but all these companies are going to see their economic lynching. Nobody's buying Adidas. Walk past every Foot Locker, you're going to see Adidas on sale.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, when you when you get a publishing deal with Sony, when you write Penthouse, when you do See You Again, your social currency goes up. Do you notice ex-girlfriends that might have curbed you or friends diss you come out of the woodwork? Are there people that try to put a target on your back because, you know, your, your, your life is starting to change? No,
1: no. That social thing is where I'm like, dude, I lost the vanity of of the social look. You don't see me at the event unless I have to be there, bro. Let's, let, I'm in the creativity process. I'm still a human being. I want people to talk to me like a human being. Please don't talk to me like Ricky P. Because, majority of the day, I'm dad. I unfortunately only uh, think about family and life because like, I, I've lived the majority of my life for my dream. You feel me? And, like, uh, where I'm at now is it's about teaching. It's about learning, understanding family, understanding your village that you create and the environment that your children are in, you know, and it's better to create, to connect with people on a human base than just the business part. Cause then fuck it. Like these type of interviews will happen more often or just shit conversations. Like you can get my number. Like I, like I'm all about dad gang, you know what I'm saying? Active dads sitting there talking to other dads. Cause we have other, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's the connectivity, that's the community. That's how we can help bond and build these things. You know what I'm saying? Like shit, if you're sitting there saying like, "Hey man, I'm still need to work on that compassion thing." It's like, "Yo, call me. I'm a man. I'm working on my compassion shit. I don't have that fully figured out. I still need to learn on that stuff." But like if we don't build that bridge of dialogue, we're going to lose this information. You know what I'm saying? I didn't work all this fucking time to just waste this energy if my son don't want this information somebody gonna get it (laughs) if you want to learn how to engineer Dude, you're going to get it from Ricky P. If you come and work with Ricky P, shit, shit, the session I just had was with a client that literally he gets Ricky P beats and like he records them at certain other places. And I was like trying to break it down to him, not how to fuck up or like what was going on. And it was just like, really, I was telling him, like, yo, other engineers are just treating you like a dollar. We're like, dude, if you save your money, come out to LA or any, like, cause he does come out to LA. I'm like, next time you come out to LA, just book a session with me. We'll get it done right. And what happens? We get it done right and you leave up out of here feeling confident because damn, like, we just built something and we did it the right way because we're just over here about the music, not because I'm fucking Ricky P. Ricky P, you're going to hear why I'm Ricky P. I'd rather you hear why I'm Ricky P versus me sitting there talk about my accolades because who cares about that? Like, who cares? That doesn't make, like, dude, after that, I can say all the cool shit I do and fart, and guess what? It's going to make the whole room stink. So, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, come on, bro. Like, maybe that will help out our world. Maybe that will help out the industry. Maybe little producers will stop um arguing like if you're a beat maker or if you're a loot maker or if you're this. Dude, we're all not getting paid on time. So who gives a fuck? Like, you know, like damn bro. Like let's get all on the same page because it's a three-headed horse. It's creative, corporate, and legal. Legal represents corporate. So we have to get better at these things. Why fight against each other? Why don't we push each other ahead? But like you said, you can only lead a horse to water. You can't make the motherfucker drink. But guess what? I'm not going to give up just because we know there's stupid ass horses that would rather sit there and st- like you know die of dehydration. I'm not. My son's going to see this, and he's going to be a good person too. It just, doesn't just stop with me because he has to see this.
0: You feel me? He has to be better than me. Well, I mean, today I didn't wake up thinking that I was, you know, I, I had a direct connect with a music producer in LA to talk about fatherhood. So here we are, and I appreciate. It. I'm, I'm gonna I'm take. Th-
1: but that's that's, what's, that's that's what's needed in this world, bro. Because you're more than just what the fuck you do. You are a father, and that's the most important job you do. <laughs>
0: I'm gonna take you up on that, man. Thank you.
1: No, please, please, like I legit like that is my whole thing. Is that like why why is it is it that hard to do that? You know. It's OK. Might be a three minute conversation, five minute conversation. Shit. We didn't even know it. And then we are. We're looking up. We're at 57 minutes. Doesn't even feel like it.
0: Let me tell you something real quick. And, you know, I, I've never shared this on a on a public forum. I don't even know if this is the place to do that. But I, my best friend of like 27 years, I was going through something really personal family related. And I and I just wanted to kind of uh, lean on him. And we had the type of friendship where we would, uh, you know, smoke weed uh watch football, play video games.
1: Bust it up. Bust it up. Dude it up. You know, what I call
0: Yeah, it. you Man, know. Dude, dude it up. Dude it up for 27 <laughs> years. And then I have, like, my first real vulnerable moment, and he kind of, like, ghosted me. Or maybe he got uncomfortable and didn't know how to handle the situation. And I was like, damn, you know, 27 years. And I think it's it, – when you touched on it, I think maybe either guys don't know how to talk about it. They don't know how to – Yeah, uh, yeah be vulnerable in that situation but it did it stayed with me and it was just like well maybe i'm not supposed to share that kind of stuff with people so i don't know man
1: well it's a it's a gift and a curse but you know i always i have a mount rushmore for you know i have a lot of great friends a lot of great like friends i consider brothers but i have a mount rushmore for of men who i could call like for real that will give me honest you know feedback back like if i'm having issues they like my wife you know, they're not gonna listen and be like, after I'm done talking, it's like, oh yeah, let's go get some drinks and let's go look at this or let's invite some girls over or anything like that. It's gonna be like, yo, well, you need to process this and like figure it out. And um I I've learned that like because I used to like give information to certain people because I had somebody like that, bro, who I've known. And I that did me wrong. And even in public forum was sitting there telling people in public forum about personal shit. That's like, dude, I told this in the the confines of vulnerability because we had a bond on like some on like sobriety stuff and even long term, like, you know, the years. But unfortunately, the industry that we're in, it breeds that hyper masculine energy. We're like, dude, I fight train. I do all that hyper-masculine shit, but that don't make me a man. What makes me a man is being a compassionate father. If I could ever just be an ear to somebody, like, because that can change you in a better way. You feel me? Because that's going to make the whole environment better. It's going to make the environment better. It's deeper than just music, right? We have mutual friends that, like, we actually care about, right? You know, so... It's that simple. So if we can do one plus one equals two, two plus one equals three, to me, that that that's cool with me. You know what I'm saying? So uh, I, I have empathy in that situation because I've been through exactly where you've been at, and that shit sucks. It leaves a bad taste in your mouth, makes you not want to talk to anybody about it. But don't give up on yourself and vulnerability because you have two beautiful young daughters that look up to you as a superhero, and you're Batman, bro. But Batman's still a human being. You feel me? And the reason why he's fucking up because he's not trying to talk about it. That's a real superpower is really getting over and defeating the childhood you that's holding you back because that 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 person was holding me back and everything. You know what I'm saying? That's why I do work with the young guys, because I remember young ass me just needing just, a, a, just somebody to talk to. Might, might not even be exactly how you fucking make beats, you asshole. Maybe I'm just tripping because nobody's buying my fucking beats right now and I'm down bad. And I'm trying to figure out what, what's my next step. Should I get a regular job or should I do something like maybe I need that big homie talk? That's all. That little big homie talk might take this little motherfucker the right way, and you won't have to be like, damn, I, I you could have, should have, would have shit. You know what I'm saying? Or shit, and you, as a man, you're trying to sit there and better yourself and really have a vulnerable spots because you are in a predicament where you have two beautiful young girls that you're trying to raise to be two beautiful young women that are looking up to you. So it's like you're trying to be the best version of you. That's like, you know what I'm yep. saying? That means more than everything else.
0: Nah, you nailed it, man. And I appreciate that. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm lucky that I can be in a position where I can actually give you a platform so you can get these gems out and other people can kind of listen. So, you know, I do want to give you the floor, you know, because I know you stay busy.
1: Make sure you stay. I got a lot of good music coming on the way. Like I said, I got my band with Baby E, Follow Forever. Uh, we're going to be releasing a lot of new heat. Um and you're just going to see a lot of new musical stuff from me, man. More than just being a producer, really showcasing what I really do fully. And what may be so special in Taylor Gang is the fact of like all the things I like to do when it comes to just creation.
0: I'm I'm amazed at your talent, man, and your positive attitude is infectious. And please, uh, you always come back. The the offer is always there. If I can ever contribute to your brand, your music, marketing, anything. You're always welcomed. Hey,
1: man, likewise, phone's always open, man. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Likewise from music to just dad shit, you know. Um, I'm always here as well. And especially dropping gems for motherfuckers, man. Uh, Who knows? It might change somebody's life for real.